What is up, guys? Welcome to another edition of My Mouth Does the Talking, the regular podcast where we just talk about anything. Usually there's the combat podcast where we talk about MMA specifically, and then there are my YouTube videos where I just review fighters and predict outcomes of fights. But today, for those of you who are new to the channel or the podcast, we're just going to talk about literally anything. We got some pretty light stuff today, I'm not even going to lie. One of the topics is pretty damn heavy, but everything else is really light. I mean, honestly, I just had a bunch of goofy thoughts this week. Um... I was thinking, like, I guess we're just jumping right into it. There is some guy out there who just had the brilliant idea to add raisins to bran flakes. And then he just renamed it. He didn't say it's bran flakes with raisins. He said, no, no, no. This is raisin bran. This is a completely different cereal. (laughs) I'm sure everyone is wondering, why this is what I've started with. But, um, (laughs) I'm sorry. I was eating, I had, I had, I had bran flakes, right? I had bran flakes, and then I thought, you know what? I want some raisin bran. We're going to try some raisin bran. Let's try that, right? I just didn't really understand what the difference was. And I was looking at the shelf, and I looked at the bran flakes, and it was like, I don't know, it was like two ninety nine or something, or like three ninety nine. Then I looked at the raisin bran, and it was like three ninety nine to four ninety nine, And I was like, oh, it's just a dollar more expensive is that the raisins (laughs) are the raisins that extra dollar like i'm imagining that raisin bran and bran flakes are just made in the same factory there's no way that they have different factories for that it's literally the exact same cereal but they just threw some raisins in that bitch which makes me feel like you could probably just buy some regular bran flakes and some raisins on the side and then just make a better version of raisin bran that i don't honestly guys that's the first thing that was on the docket this list i just had thought about this and i'm bringing it up i'm bringing it up but it's the exact same cereal it's literally the exact same Cereal. I mean, even Frosted Flakes, at the very least, is, like, treated differently than regular Corn Flakes. So even if you want to say, well, you know, it's the same thing with Frosted Flakes, not really, in that the process to actually getting all of the flakes to be frosted is probably more complex than just throwing a bunch of raisins into a box of cereal. Right? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know why. I just thought that that was like, uh, I just want to know how the pitch meeting for that went. Cause I imagine that that guy was, he's just a genius. Like it's such a simple idea, but that guy 
whoever came up with that idea was like, this is literally the greatest reskin of all time. We're just going to add raisins and people are going to love it. Both products, we're going to keep both products on the, on the, on the market, on the line. But we're just going to add raisins to one and call it a completely different cereal. Give it completely different packaging. Like, it's not even going to look the same. One box is going to be purple. The other box is going to be white. You know, the, the, the purple box is going to be a, sort of more exciting and, 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 and animated. Just because it's got raisins in it. And why just raisins? That's what I want to know. Like, you could have put some other stuff in it other than raisins, right? Like, what would go good with raisins? I was going to say strawberries, but that's not true. I don't think strawberries would go good. Maybe maybe you can't actually put anything in there with raisins. That would be good. What do people put in trail mix? I don't know what people put in trail mix because I actually don't eat trail mix. I think I've had trail mix once, but I was too young to care about what was in it. So, <laughs> and I'm sure all of you are like, why are we, why are we talking about raisin? <laughs> why are we talking about raisin brand? This is not usually what you talk about. But then again, there's nothing that I talk about usually because this podcast is literally just me rambling for an hour. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, like, I'm sure that that guy got a promotion. That guy is a genius. Anyways, <laughs> this week, um, I, 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 I think I slayed, I slayed a creature there was uh I walked out of my room the other day and I saw this this rat scurry across the the room on the other side into his little hidey hole, hidey home or whatever. He just vanished, you know, like the avatar. He just whoosh, disappeared. And I was like, "Oh boy." Cuz originally we thought we had like a mouse or like a couple mice, so we got these little tiny mouse mouse traps. <laughs> And, uh, we put those, we put those, uh, you know, where we thought the mice might've been and then, the, you know, they never caught anything and we were like, oh, well, well, I mean, I was at the very least. Cause I feel like I was the only one who was really following up on this. I feel like food was being nibbled on and everybody in the house was just like, okay. Like they just didn't even care, which isn't a, like, I'm not salty about it, but I was just like, that's weird. Like, didn't you pay for this food? Like, don't you worry that you're going to get. Like, mouse disease, isn't there, like, a real concern for this? I don't know. Anyways, I was like, okay, I, we need to get, catch these MFs, but the mouse traps didn't work, so I guess maybe they're gone. Who knows? We'll see. Anyways, I saw this rat, and I was like, that's why it didn't work, because that rat is way too big for that trap to even be close to working. Um, so then I was like, I, I, told my, I told my landlord, I was like, hey, man, like, <laughs> we got a rat in here just so you know like I feel like as the owner of this property you're gonna want to know that so so I told so I told them and they were like all right cool I'll come by with some rat poison later and they came by with this thing called rat rid and it's like I don't know if you could like if you could like make a pretzel out of toxic stuff that would kill someone and then break it up into little pieces that's what rat rid looks like basically, but just like more 
gray brown than like dark brown right so honestly we like they had sprinkled some of it around the room uh like a a little a little while before but then um like i don't i don't think it really did anything because i i think i like i heard like i heard the 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 rat like outside at night because that's when he comes out right rats are pretty smart in the sense that like they know when not to like go effing around like because even during the day like there won't be anything going on outside i'll just be in my room like silently doing my thing and like you don't hear it because it knows it's like okay it's they're all awake <laughs> they're all awake right now i can't do anything um so uh anyways man like at night i would hear it and i was like okay well it's still there it's still around and sprinkling this rabbit around the around the you know the place isn't really doing anything so we got to switch up our approach and and oftentimes when it comes to things like doing things and getting things done like getting rid of this rat for example i just put it off it's not because i don't know what i have to do in order to get rid of the thing i hope somebody else feels this way you just you just are so like not not even just lazy like you're lazy but you're also just so preoccupied with other parts of life that you just care more about and you just don't want to have to deal with this thing so yeah it is a, it is a bit of laziness actually that you're just like man you know what like just let the rat live for like a week <laughs> like the rat rid isn't going anywhere it's it's fine the rat will get like a, a week longer of just being alive and not having to worry about people poisoning it you know let's just forget about it i did the exact same thing with figuring out like the parking situation for the city that i live in because you can't park anywhere you want right so i literally like for weeks i was like oh i guess i gotta move my car or else i gotta get a ticket but it's like if i had just called the city and worked out a parking pass i wouldn't have had to do that for like three weeks and i still haven't even gotten the parking pass i just found out how to get it i still haven't even actually gone <laughs> out of the way out of my way to to get it like it's so easy too i just have to like actually it's not even that easy there's like a bunch of stuff you have to do you have to like prove where you live that your car's registered to the address there's like a bunch of stuff that you have to do and this is one of the reasons that i've been putting it off for so long but the point is does like anybody else feel like sometimes you'll be doing doing you know regular life stuff and there's this errand that you need to run but it just isn't immediate so it just doesn't get done for the longest time that's what happened with this rat like we had the rat rid for so long and i knew i knew how to get this rat i knew it because i know what it likes to eat okay it likes potatoes and bananas and and uh interestingly enough it, it kind of likes bread i know what it likes because it ate my my, my food right so finally, finally, I was like, you know what? Like, I need to, I need to get rid of this thing. Like, I can't, I can't just let it live like this. Cause they say where there's run rat, there's probably more. So I gotta, I gotta get rid of this thing before they multiply. You know what I'm saying? Rats don't die. They multiply or whatever you want to say. So I was like, okay, I'm going to make a bomb, a bomb. Basically what I did was I cut up this juicy piece of banana. It was like this big. And I just like inserted and I'm not even, it was like, man, honestly, this, this banana piece was like, like probably like 30% rat red. It was 
bad. Like I put four pieces in this banana. Like the banana like literally was almost falling apart. And then I put that beside the the fridge like in the like where I could see it so that if I came out the next morning and it was gone, like I'd know right away that the rat ate it. I mean, I mean unless somebody just like decided to pick it up and throw it out, but I doubt it cuz it was in a place where it was like you wouldn't do that. Like I don't know. Anyways, so that thing was, that was, that was like an explosive. Like if a rat ate that and they lived, I'd be surprised. Cause that was like four big ass pieces. And, um, I came out and he didn't eat, I put four in there because I thought he might just eat one and maybe leave three or two and leave two. He ate all of them. I'm talking about the whole thing. That rat is so damn greedy bro he didn't even like he could have just eaten the banana and left the rat red but he was like no the rat red has got banana on it i'm eating that too the whole thing was gone like man that rat is so dead if that rat isn't dead bro i i don't know what i would have had to do i mean probably have to do it like two or three more times and then maybe maybe it doesn't like kill the rat maybe it just deters them from wanting to be in your house i'd rather that because i don't really want to have to kill it like if it'll just leave because it's getting sick when it eats the food i'm okay with that you know i don't really want it to have to die right but i'm just saying it'd be it'd be better if like that rat went back to its friend group and was just like bro i'm so sick i can't i can't and they were all like what do you mean and it's like don't go in that house don't go in that house you know what i mean that would be better if they all just like collectively decided that this place was not the place for them to be doing their silly little rat games anyways man i don't know i feel kind of bad that that we've got a that we got to do that to like creatures and, and little critters and stuff like because the truth is it's like I don't want to have to kill I don't want to have to kill it if I don't have to you know the only reason I kill flies is because they're annoying as hell they're the most annoying like I'm telling you man even mosquitoes even mosquitoes actually no mosquitoes are probably worse because a mosquito like like, some flies will just leave you alone. Those flies, I don't kill. There are some flies that they're in my room for, like, a whole day. A whole two days. And, like, they're just chilling out on the wall. And if they fly around, they just don't fly around my face. I love those flies. Those flies are cool. I will chill with them. The other ones that are, like, all up in my zone, in my space, just, like, making faces at me when they fly by. Like, I hate those things. I hate those ones, so I kill those, man. But if I don't have to kill something, I don't kill it. Seriously. So that's why I, I like, I, I don't really want to have to kill these rats, man. I wish there was a better way. You know, I don't have to call an ex. Like, if you call like an exterminator or something, like, oh yeah, they're totally all dead for sure. They're all dead. One thing that I was always uh, really like t torn about was raid i don't know if anybody has used raid before but that is the most evil technology for uh for getting rid of pests that exists if you've ever seen what raid will do to an ant if you spray it directly onto them it's it's visceral man there is like a guttural reaction 
to what you see. Like the ant literally convulses and twitches on the floor like it's having a violent seizure. I mean, it's really like scarring. Like I imagine that if you saw that as like a child, even like you, you might, you might, that might upset you. You know, you might cry, man, because like, and my whole thing is I wonder, look, I don't care if the ant doesn't feel anything. If the ant doesn't even know what's going on and it's just dying. Look, man, you're in my house. You're like, you know, slurping up all the maple syrup off of my kitchen counter. Whatever, man. Like, I've got to kill you. I'm sorry. Okay. I got to get rid of you. There are too many of you. I got to get rid of you. Okay. That... I don't mind if they don't feel it, but to think that like that this thing raid could really be like ripping them up on the inside so severely that they convulse and twitch like that, that thing is, that's evil, man. That shouldn't be allowed. You can't, hell no, you cannot have that. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think they need to do some tests and find out if ants like feel pain and if they feel pain, what rate is like for them? Because I don't think we should use that <laughs> if they can feel pain and if raid elicits that sort of pain. I mean, yeah, it's quick, but it's the equivalent to like if there was an, you know, a, a superior being out there who didn't like humans, right? And, and just decided to burn us alive to get rid of us. That's like the equivalent. Like you f you flail and thrash for like 30 seconds and you're dead. And oh yeah, it's relatively quick. But also you just burn to death. So it's like... No, man. That's... that's uh... Raid is evil. I'm telling you, man. Even the, even the name Raid. It just sounds bad. It just sounds awful, man. I remember I used so much raid once at nighttime. I couldn't really see what I was doing that I gassed myself. That is how powerful that stuff is. I mean, damn, how do they even make that? I don't even know, man. Raid must just be an offshoot of mustard gas. I'm so serious. I bet you... If you tried to use raid in a in a in a wartime scenario, you'd be charged with war crimes. <laughs> I bet you if you used raid on like a member of Al-Qaeda, you'd go to jail afterwards. They'd find you, they'd be like, that's inhumane. <laughs> you can't do that. That's inhumane. Alright. So we started with some, some light stuff. And now I want to get into something a little bit more, uh, a little bit more intense. Um, I don't even know what I want to say about this anymore. I thought I had an idea about what I wanted to say about it, but now I just, I don't even know. Um, so in, in West in uh uh the northern what would it be the northern west part or or west northern in the northwest of yeah in the northwest of china there's uh i guess a, like what would you call it a province i mean i'm in, i'm from canada so i would say province but 
there's a province or a or a, a sect of land called Xinjiang. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. And it is home or was home to a massive population of uh, Chinese um, citizens, I guess, in a sense. I, I believe that they had wanted to be independent, but they're like Muslims. So they're, they're, um, they're a part of China, but they're like Muslim Chinese. And I, I believe that China is, as a whole, secular, but at the very least, they're about unity. So this cultural difference, <clears throat> I think, this is just my opinion at this point, like all that other stuff I said before is like factual, but this part right here that I'm about to say, I believe that China's desire for unity conflicts too heavily with the Muslim belief system of the people in Xinjiang who are called Uyghurs. Uh, spelt, I've seen it spelt U-Y-G-H-U-R-S, but it seems that uh, the BBC has spelt it U-I-G-H-U-R-S. If you don't know about this, I think you should probably look it up. Uh, and know about it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't. I had a conversation with my roommate the other day about how when awful things happen in the news, it's like it doesn't even help you to know about it. So just don't know about it. Don't even look into these things. We can talk about that. I mean, I'm talking about what it, what it's like. I mean, should you be informed or should you not be informed? I'm kind of the the person who, even if I know I can't do anything about something. I just feel like I want to be able to have like a, a well-formulated opinion about stuff that's happening. Not only that, I don't know. I just kind of like to know what's happening. Like, even if you can't do anything about it, it's like, don't you just enjoy actually like understanding what's going on in the world? I don't know. That's just, that's just me. But anyways, these people are being, uh, according to our interpretation interpretation the western world's interpretation of what's going on over there they're being persecuted i mean my personal opinion is that yeah they're being persecuted um they're being forced out of their homes and placed into what china is calling re-education camps uh, i guess the uyghurs have their own language and in these camps they do things like teach them what would it be mandarin or cantonese um and uh, various other things that I don't I don't know I don't know what they teach them, um, but uh, yeah, man, I, I I was watching a Vice a Vice documentary that was saying that they, uh, and this is this is just a Vice documentary that that was claiming that they were speaking to people Uyghurs who had escaped from China. Okay, apparently, and I'll link to this the video in the description. Apparently, the Chinese government was forcing Uyghurs who lived in the, in the Northwest, right? To house, um, oh my gosh, what are they called? Han Chinese. So just like regular Chinese people. So like, you have to like, they, you, you, you have to live with these Chinese people and like, you know, let them stay at your home. And I guess what China is effectively trying to do, according to the narrative that I am seeing 
is either assimilate the Northwest or push the Uyghurs out entirely so that everyone is Han Chinese and that there is no Northwest Xinjiang, which differs from China. China is saying that they're putting all of these Uyghurs in these re-education camps because the Uyghurs are separatists who are violent terrorists, in a sense. Um, maybe not terrorists, I don't think they said that, but violent separatists. And they don't want, like, an uprising, I guess, is the idea behind that. Now, all that being said, also what was, was talked about in that Vice doc, uh, video was that, and in this BBC article that I can show you, is that they're sterilizing uh, Uyghur women. They're sterilizing Uyghur women. Um, which is awful, but, uh, let's, uh, let's see if I can read this to you. Hmm. Apparently, or not apparently, I've seen, um, videos where there are Uyghurs in the middle of the night being taken. Um, there's invasive surveillance. There's forced labor. There's destruction of Uyghur cultural sites. And uh, this BBC article here is claiming that they are gradually eroding the rights of Uyghurs. If you want to know what article it is, I didn't write down the quotes, but I did read this in this article, The Uyghurs and the Chinese State, A Long History of Discord. It came out in July 20, 2020, so it's pretty recent. But um, it is believed that the Chinese government has detained up to a million Uyghurs over the past few years in what the state defines as re-education camps. The government is now also accused of program, a program of forced sterilization against Uyghur women. China initially denied the existence of the camps before claiming they were a necessary measure against separatist violence in Xinjiang. So uh, they first just like said that the camps didn't even exist which is sort of fishy because now they're just saying that they're re-education camps. So it's clear that they were hiding something. And from what I saw in the Vice documentary, I mean, unless all of that was faked somehow, this is actually a pretty serious problem. Not only that, uh, we already know that China uh, is not really a good actor. I mean, in my personal opinion, just based on the fact that I have, that have been reported to me, uh, they, they have some issues. They have some issues. South Park as a, as a TV show has already addressed the problem with China's market 
and creative expression, things that China deems as damaging to the Communist Party of China just won't be um, allowed in movies or published or talked about. Um, it's a it's a very controlling country, and so it, I I I'm not I would my my point would be something like if I had found out that Britain was doing this. I would kind of be shocked because as far as I can tell, there's no, there's like Britain isn't doing anything that would make me think that they would do something like this. You know what I mean? Or if, or if Australia or France or, or like, I just wouldn't think that something like that would be happening. Um, or just, uh, you know, I don't know much about, I don't know much about like Nigeria or anything like that either. But even there, I'd be like, no, you know, Egypt, no. But China, it's like, you know what? They have been doing some pretty sketchy things. Anyways, that's just my opinion. Uh, and you can look into this yourself. But people are, are, some people have called them concentration camps. I don't, they aren't like in the same way that, actual concentration camps were uh but they are equivalent to what was it the japanese internment camps maybe i don't know much about those but maybe they're similar i know that uh in canada i think we had those during the 1940s when we were uh, at war with japan uh and like all these japanese people were detained for no reason other than just being japanese uh, so it's sort of familiar in the sense that like they're detaining these Uyghurs because I mean, well, I mean, they're, they're claiming that it's because there's supposed to be some sort of extremist violence that they need to worry about. Um, just to be fair, I guess I should include that. So I'll, I'll just, just to be fair, um, Occasional attacks on Chinese targets in Xinjiang over the years suggest Uyghur separatism remains a potential threat, and China has blamed Xinjiang separatists for attacks outside the region. They've blamed them, but that doesn't mean that, the, that, that they were responsible, but including an incident in 2013 in which a car was driven into a crowd of Beijing's Tiananmen Square. So we've all heard of this before, like extremists, you know, uh, Muslim uh jihadist or whatever drives you know their car into a bunch of people we've heard of that happening before or if you haven't i have uh the 2017 crackdown on uyghurs in xinjiang began after eight people were killed in a knife attack in the province in february that year now none of that justifies what's happening um it'd be crazy if you know you started to lock up all of the black people because there are communities in the United States where drugs are sold by predominantly uh, black individuals or something like that or or if Mexicans were locked up for that reason or something like that we know that there are certain uh, stereotypes uh, and um, issues that exist we know that like the impoverished communities uh, create a select few people who are bad for the community 
but that doesn't mean that you can put them in re-education camps and take their culture away. I mean, if this isn't if this isn't a concentration camp, it's at the very least uh, something similar to residential schooling, which is what we the Canadians and Americans had done to the native population, essentially because we wanted to remove the culture of these people, break them down, take their land. Um, we took their children and we put them in these boarding schools where they weren't allowed to speak their language. They weren't allowed to, to sing their songs, do any of their rituals. We basically broke their culture down and uh, residential schooling actually has been referred to by some people as a genocide. There were people who died in, 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 in uh, residential schools, uh, but that's not the only reason why it's considered a genocide. It could be a cultural genocide, and it was actually a cultural genocide. I mean, you tried to wipe out an entire culture, so there's that. So at the very least, I mean, it's kind of similar to that, what the people in China are doing. And if you didn't know about this, now you know. And I wanted you to know about this. I wanted to talk about this. Because uh, I think it's interesting that we we are... Um, we always think like, how can people get away with atrocities? And I, I think the answer is something like, Everyone is so busy with what's going on in their own country that they don't even have time to think about or focus on how they're going to help somebody like the Uyghurs or the, um, oh my God, I can't even remember what happened to the Myanmar. What happened to those people? There wasn't any of this craziness going on when, when they were getting slaughtered and nothing happened. You know, people didn't protest. People didn't get out into the street and become outraged. And that's because it's hard. I'm not better than anybody else. I didn't go outside and freak out because the Myanmar were being slaughtered. I, I, I've known about the Uyghurs for almost a year now and I haven't done anything about it. But it sort of makes you, it makes you wonder, like, I mean, if enough of us said this needs to stop, would something be done? It's crazy. Like when somebody gets shot by the police now, I mean, we've seen it. It's clearly possible to mobilize people. It's clearly possible. You can do it. You can mobilize people. Black Lives Matter um, took a couple years to get it to the point where everyone will always protest every time a black person dies, but it is possible. And so... I don't know, man. I wonder if uh, government's uh, reluctance to even get involved in things like this is because it, they don't have the support of the people. They don't have support of the, the polis. 
I mean, what do you think? Do you think we should, I mean, not now because there's a damn epidemic going on. But when this is all over, like if something like this is still going on, should we get out into the street and say something about it? Just to see if it will actually amount to anything. That's my question. Like, because I know, and I was talking to my roommate about this. He was saying something like, even if you wanted to do that, you couldn't. You couldn't. Practically, it doesn't make any sense because you would start a war and nobody wants war and infinitely and an infinitely greater number of people would probably die in the war. I mean, let's be frank, right? Up to a million uh, Uyghurs have been detained, right? And this is the thing. This is like a consequentialist thinking. And I'm not a consequentialist, but... Unfortunately, I'm also not an idiot. So even if it would be the right thing to do to go in and try to save all these Uyghurs, if it also meant that millions upon millions of people would die, it's almost like practically it just doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? It's like you need to find a better way. Right? So it's not like, oh, well, less people would die. So that's why we're not going to do it. But it's like, look, man, if if that if all those people don't have to die, like we need, like there's got to be a way to, I don't know. But then there's a part of me that's like, clearly that's a legitimate, a legitimate uh, suggestion in, in a case like this, right? Because here's the thing, the right thing to do Let's be let's be straight up and honest like about the, the situation in terms of morality. The right thing to do is to intervene if you have the ability to in order to save these people from a tyrannical and evil government. That's like objectively what everybody would feel that you should do if you were trying to be the best person that you possibly could. If you were trying to be as altruistic as you possibly could and irrespective of whatever loss would come to you, you decided that you would want to go and fight. And you is obviously a whole country. That would be like the most altruistic, good person thing to do, right? But uh, as I'm growing older, I'm starting to realize that it, you can't always do that. Because the truth is, like, you could argue that that would be the wrong thing to do because you'd be subjecting countless citizens to death for a cause that means nothing to them. Right? So that's that's like a whole other perspective to it. But uh, I guess that's 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 why the, I mean he was asking the question. He was like, "Why do people even want to know about stuff like this? We cannot do anything about it. Like even if you wanted to take China head on, at the cost of the entire country, is that really worth it? China makes everything you own. Okay, 
Do you really want to go to war with them? How long can you go to war with them? Before everything everything you have goes to ish. Right? And don't even get me started on the nuclear implications of war. I actually don't really think that anybody would have the nuts, the cojones, to actually send a, set a nuke off. I don't think anybody would have the nuts to do that. If they did, they would have to know that what they're effectively doing is ending the world. But anyways, man, like, should you even pay attention to any of this? Should you even pay attention to any of this? I think you should. I think you should because just because you can't do anything about it right now doesn't mean that you won't be able to do anything about it two years from now, three years from now, five years from now. If you don't know that China did this now, five years from now when China proposes something that is sort of sketchy considering their history, how exactly are you going to be equipped to make the best decision with respect to China? For example, let us just say, for example, who knows if this is factually true or not? I could have read this in a book. You don't know. Maybe I did. That China creating a 5G network for a country is not very altruistic because they can actually create backdoors through which they can use for surveillance. Not only that, if they control 5G, they could basically, through those backdoors, shut down your entire network. It could be a technological kind of warfare or terrorism that would leave you completely vulnerable, right? Now, someone will suggest to you that China will do this. And you will go, well, why would China do that? I don't understand, right? This is the person who isn't keeping up with news or anything like that, who's been consulted as a citizen about letting China create the 5G network. And we've just said, so, so you know, this is like a possibility. You would have to tell them something like, well, there are instances in the past of China crushing companies through technological warfare. Messing with orders, over-ordering, under-ordering, bankrupting companies. and then taking them over. There's no reason to think that they wouldn't do this on a larger scale if they couldn't, if they could, right? If you didn't know any of that, and I'm not saying any of that is true, like 100%, because the truth is, and this is my, my roommate's point, a lot of this is like a narrative that was fed to me as a Westerner. I live in the West. So this is like a narrative that is fed to me. Who knows if it is 100% true, okay? I can't even remember all of the stuff that I did hear about, about China or read about China, right? 
So it's like, even all this stuff I just said, it could be out of context or something like that. But, um, at the very least, don't you want to be able to know that that perspective exists so that when somebody asks you, <laughs> do you want them to participate in creating your 5G network? You can kind of be like, let me think about it. Because if you just go with the flow with everything, and I'm using China as example, which probably means that this video is going to get hella suppressed. <laughs> hella suppressed. No one is going to see this. But <laughs> look, my point is um, basically that, um, oh my God, I forget my point now. You're going to want to know about some stuff like this. You're going to want to at least be able to to know uh, what's going on because if you just go with the flow that is how you end up in a socialist hell like that of 1984 okay that is how you end up in a community where you literally can't even and i mean to be honest we're kind of in that place now but i have a i have a nuanced perspective on words you're gonna live in a community where using certain words or or even saying certain things will just have you like arrested right i don't believe you should be able to arrest people for words i think you should be able to charge somebody with harassment if they use words enough but i don't believe that you should be able to like throw people in jail for using a word because that's just look i just don't trust human beings and i just think that that's just a bad idea i think that socially we can create pressures like it's rude to make jokes like this. It's it's inconsiderate to make jokes like this. I'm okay with that. If you want to socially shame people out of doing something, okay. I mean, don't be a, you know, a terrible mean jerk about it, but like if you want to respectfully say, I don't approve of that joke. That joke isn't funny or whatever. I'm okay with that. It's like cigarette smoking. You used to be able to smoke cigarettes inside. Now, if you want to smoke cigarettes, you got to go outside in the cold and smoke them with everybody else who smokes cigarettes. Or you smoke them in the comfort of your own home, but you don't smoke them around other people. And that's how I feel about like offensive jokes and words and stuff. Okay. But if you're not careful and you just go with the flow endlessly forever, you're going to end up in a world where you can't even make this joke without being arrested. And that is a scary world to be in. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. We're already so close to it. We're already so close to it where it's just like... <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't know what's going to happen. I assume it's always going to be... It's all going to be fine. Everything is going to be fine. When you think about like the worst thing going down, you're usually wrong about it everything is most likely going to be fine. But honestly, man, sometimes I look around and I'm just like, dude, people are so delusional with their prescription for what is right and what is wrong and what should be allowed and what should not be. That it is entirely possible that if you just go with the flow and never challenge anything, never voice your opinion, a bunch of crazy power-hungry idiots are going to take over and they're going to start throwing individuals into re-education camps 
right? For whatever reason, for whatever affiliation that you are, okay? So that's why I believe that you should at the very least like know kind of what's happening. It's not just about what's going on around the world. It's like how does what's happening in the around the world affect you and your country? How is what is happening in your country affecting you? That's kind of what I think about it. And then me personally, I just like to know about these things. Like I've always said, like, if, uh, if there was an actual nocturnal council, like a deep state, I would want, I would want to know about it, which is really like a scary thing to even say or think, but I'd really want to know, like, do we know, like, what is it that the public doesn't know that, you know, like, and, you know, and some dude comes out of the corner and he's like, oh, well, yeah, you know what? Uh, we proved that uh, there is something equivalent to God, but it's nothing like anything that we imagined it was. Um, we have contacted aliens three times, uh, one of which uh, created a casualty on both sides. Like, I'd want to know, like, all this crazy, like, <laughs> like X-File Illuminati stuff, you know, I think that would be kind of liberating, like terrifying at the same time, but it would be kind of cool. You know what I mean? And I've always kind of had it. There was a, there was an analogy I came up with for that. Like being in on all of that information is something like, is something like going through your entire life with the same, as the same height as everybody else. Right. And then one day you experience something and because of that, all of a sudden you become taller. And when you become taller, you look around at everybody and you discover that they've actually got, I don't know, like uh, a bald spot in the middle of their head. And nobody knows they've got a bald spot and you can't even see if you have a bald spot and you can look up to people who are taller than you and they can look at you but you can't see what's on their head. They can see what's on your head and on the head of people below you. And your entire reality changes because you're looking at everybody and you're like, Oh my God, these people have no idea. And if you want, you can just stay at that level and just not know about anything and not care about anything. Um, but when the people at the top decide that they want to do something with all you guys at the bottom, you will not be able to see it coming. I guess that's the point I'm trying to make. But who knows, man, maybe it doesn't, maybe it doesn't matter whether or not you can see it coming. It's going to happen anyways, right? That's one thing about humans. The, humans are very powerful individually, but one thing that humans create that is more powerful than any human is an organization. Organizations don't even die. They live forever. And that is scary. That is scary. When you have an organization against you, you can't get away from that. There's always somebody else. There's always somebody else. That's why cartels are such a problem. Because you can't kill the cartel. It's impossible. You could never 
I mean, unless you unless you eradicated every single American, you couldn't kill the United States. Unless you eradicated every German, you couldn't kill Germany. You can't get rid of organizations. It's kind of scary, man. It's kind of scary. And then you realize that if you really want to make a difference, like you have to use organizations or be part of an organization or found an organization and then get that organization to be powerful enough to actually make a difference without stepping on the toes of any other organization. Life is scary, man. <laughs> Like if you're not, if you're planning to just like go with the flow and whatever, then life really isn't that scary. Life is probably just boring maybe 20% of the time. But if you're like actually trying to, I don't know, make a difference, stay informed, grow, grow as a person. It, it is, it is, it is kind of, it is kind of threatening to know some things. Anyways, man. Who knows? Maybe the reason that they haven't intervened in, in the uh, Uyghur situation is because the China has them by the cojones. And then you realize that any protest to free the Uyghurs would be futile. Or maybe they just have to wait because there's a pandemic. I don't know. I don't know, man. Anyways, dude, that's why I started with something pretty light because I knew that this was going to be very heavy. It feels very heavy. I don't want to end on this note. This is an awful note to end on. <laughs> but, but hey, man. If you listen to this podcast, you're really you're you're entering a a, a corridor of my mind. So you need to be prepared. You need to be prepared for all kinds of stuff, man, cuz I will I will I will get into that. I will get from, you know, happy go lucky to dark and wet real quick. So that's what this podcast is, man. It's just the, the, the corridors of my mind. A journal for myself. And for those of you who like to listen to me journal. Anyways, if you like this podcast, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. If you want to know when videos are coming out, you can follow me on my Instagram and my Twitter. The Combat Addict, no spaces. I don't have Snapchat because we don't do Snapchat. We just don't do that. Um, probably going to have another combat review this Wednesday. Have not watched the fights yet. I'm just not in the mood for it. But we'll get to that. And uh, keep you posted on what's going on in the world of the UFC. So, you got questions for me, put them in the comments or message me on my social media.
In any case, I hope you all enjoy your day. And if you are in Canada, enjoy the long weekend. My fellow Canadian. Combat Addict out.